Welcome, everyone, once again to the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peake. I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. So the purpose of this podcast is to help you explore how you can basically get a little more done with a little less stress, uh, with more ease and uh, clarity and focus using the Getting Things Done GTD methodology. So we're going to explore a variety of different aspects of of that methodology and how it can work for you uh, on a practical basis. One really practical element that we were we were just um, chatting about um, prior to going live here uh, with this podcast was is the it's called the read and review. I think it's um, an unsung hero actually <laughs> of the getting things done methodology. Something that people don't um, don't always uh, necessarily realize. Uh, the power and the value of. Um, so as soon as I said that, Todd, you went, yes, let's do that. Um, and you were saying you had you had some recent conversations around that. Um, do you want to kind of start us off with some of your kind of initial thoughts on the the purpose, the value? What what is the read and review? What what is that? Yeah, I think I think that's worth that's worth um, it's a great foundation to start with. So I think that the the core idea here is that many of us, most of us have things in our lives where the next action on it is to read it, to go through it, to, to review it, right? Um, the nature of those things can vary. Sometimes it's things that we want to read because they're uh, self-developmental things. They're helpful in terms of our professional development. Sometimes they're just interested in terms of maybe a, a hobby that we've got. Uh, or in other cases, they might involve um, work that we are doing in order to enable other people to do their work. So in other words, we need to read a document to provide feedback on it, or we need to go through a legal text and mark it up. But in all cases, the common thread there is that what we need to do is, is to read it. And so um, we, we have this idea of a, of a list or an inventory called the read and review list or the read and review inventory. And the thinking about it then is that it is, it is a place where the things of that nature can be stored so that when I realize that I've got some time on my hands, you know, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm between meetings and I know I have 10 minutes free and I could uh, focus on a bit of reading, or maybe I'm waiting for an appointment with somebody. I'm sat in a waiting room somewhere and I've got some time free and I realize in that time, if I wanted to put it to productive use, reading something would be a, would be a good option. So I think, I think that's kind of it. Um, in, in, a, in a big nutshell, I, you're quite right. I see this a lot out in the world. I think a lot of us struggle with, um, with uh, you know, keep, just quite frankly, keeping up with our reading. And so, I, you know, when you, when you mentioned this as a possibility, you're quite right. Over the last week or two, I've had um, a few instances with, with some of our trainers, um, some of our aspiring trainers, with some clients where this has come up and this has been a, this has been a topic. What's, what's your experience, Ben? What's, what's it look like in your world? Well, I love the read and review category, um, partly because, so my background is in IT, and as you know, trying to keep up with the pace of change in the IT world is a, a, a losing battle, right? You're always going to be uh, running against slipping sands, and yet it's really important. It's important to read as much as you can and step as much as you can uh, with, with what's going on out there. At the same time, if all of that that comes your way feels potentially like it's really actionable, 
it, it kind of drowns out the stuff that's that's truly actionable in your world that you need to get done the stuff you need to send and draft and you know uh, make phone calls about um, such that it can be really really overwhelming so to me in my world the way that i kind of hold the read and review category is that when something comes in, I'm reading it really for, I'm skimming it, let's say, for for two purposes. One, is it actionable, right? Is there something in this that, that I, I really need to do? And if, it, if it's, I need to do this, it goes on one of my action lists. It potentially has a project related to it. It becomes action support, project support, what have you, in a real classic GTD sense of this is an actionable thing. If I read through it and I and I you know obviously it's not it's not um, into the into the bin or into the filing it goes, but then there's this kind of middle ground where I say you know it's not the world's not going to end if I don't read this, but at the same time it would be nice. Um, I would like to put this in an area where when I have some time to read, when I'm feeling like staying current with what's going on and when I feel like that would be a good thing to do, this is one of the options that shows up for me. So to me, it's a little, it's a slightly different list than a strictly actionable list where that read and review item could be part of a project or is part of something that if I don't get it done, there's gonna be a problem. So often when I say to people, if you don't read this with the world end, they say, no, I say, but do you, do you kind of, you want to read it? Like if you have a chance to read it? Yeah, yeah. And answering those two questions in that way, that to me is what kind of defines my read and review space. That's a space where um, I have the option, I have the stuff all in one place, um, but if I don't get to it every single week or every single day or what have you, um, the, world's, the world's not going to end. And that's a huge relief for me. Right, to not have that stuff that's, you know, trade publications and keep up stuff and interesting reading material and so forth mixed in with, hey, I've really got to call this person about this timely issue and, hey, I've really got to send these emails and, hey, I really have to, you know, look through this report and do something with it. So that, that to me was a huge, huge help um, with this kind of endless, this endless flood of mixed together FYI and you need to do something, right? That just is, is bombarding us in the modern world. I don't know, is that, that kind of match your, your, uh, your experience of it? Well, I think, I think what you've hit on there is, is a, a really important distinction that can be helpful to think about and, and helpful to think about whether we want to implement it in our systems. And, and what I mean there is the way you've described it, it's, it's, it's got this feeling of someday maybe about it, right? In other words, I've, if I read it, fine. And if I don't read it, that's kind of okay too, right? And so <clears throat> what I've found over the years is that, you know, if, if I have a single inventory, which is of that nature, okay, if I read it, that's fine. And if I don't read it, that's okay too. Um, that won't capture everything for me. And you've, you've implied this as well. And so what I've done with, with many clients actually is create a subdivision of this, you know, let's, let's call it the read and review category. And I'll have two different subdivisions of it. One will be uh, read for information and the other will be read for response. Okay. And the distinction there is if it's read for information, I think it's more like what you're talking about in, in primarily in your system where yeah, I'd like to read it and it would be, you know, helpful self-developmentally or whatever. So that's great if I get a chance, but it's, it, it, in the, in the greater scheme of things, it's not part of any bigger workflow. Okay. Whereas the other subdivision is, as I say, read for response. 
And what goes in there are the things that I need to read because somebody else, you know, either it's because somebody else is, is counting on me to read it and provide feedback, or it's because it's something I need to read in, in advance of a meeting that's coming up, or it's something that, you know, it's something that's got more, more heat on it, more pressure on it. And I think that's, that's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting perspective and it's interesting lens, I think, to put on our systems and to ask, you know, if that idea resonates with you, that is, I do have both of those kinds of things. I've got, you know, more read, read for response types things and read for information type things. Do I have a good way in my system, good, good places to keep those things so that I can quickly get my hands on them if, if, uh, if I'd like to get my hands on them? That's great. And that's, I think, a great way to, to make that distinction, right? Is, is sort of, is it, is it optional or is it actionable? Is it information or by necessity, when you have to respond, that is that is an action, right? That is an actionable thing when you have to respond to it. Um, for me, one of my, you know, one of the things I experience with clients is that very often there's one kind of magic missing piece um, that they need to get to be able to fully clear their inbox, to get their inbox to zero and to keep their inbox to zero. Um, and, and very often with people, there's a sense of hanging on to some of that stuff in there that might be useful, it might be useful. There might be something interesting and there might be something useful in there. And again, a lot with these people that are involved with strategy, people that are involved with, uh, you know, to keep up with current trends of any kind, you know, whether that's it or, or really any discipline these days, right? You need to keep up with your industry. Um, and very often what I find is that magic missing piece is the read and review and specifically that read for that read for information part that they're hanging on to it going well it's not technically part of a project part of an action whatever but i'm worried that if i don't generally keep up with this kind of stuff you know uh, uh, over time i'm going to be slipping i'm going to be missing things you know it's like i'm it's like i'm not reading the news and so having a place to park that um, and knowing that that's there as an option, you know, that as you have time and availability, you will be able to engage with that. It's not just goes away and not just deleted. Uh, sometimes it's the thing that just uncorks and then finally they can get the rest of the inbox. Um, they can, they can really move it along because they were holding that stuff in the inbox going, it's not strictly actionable, but it's not strictly not. I don't want to lose it, but I don't want to, you know, I don't, you know, it's not really doesn't strictly belong on a list. So that kind of read for information, kind of DMZ middle ground place um, can be really valuable to people. Mm. I think it can really unstick some stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I think, think I think. Yeah, sorry. I, I think that's right. I think for a lot of people, you know, they struggle, they struggle with this idea of putting things like that in reference, right, which would be another you know, reasonable question to ask is this reference material. But of course, once it ends up in your reference system, the, the reference elements of your system, then your commitment to it is completely different. You're not necessarily going to see it again, right? Whereas having this sort of read and review inventory, the, the implied commitment there is, hey, I'm going to look through this and determine whether I want to read these things. So there's, there's more confidence. I have more confidence that it will come back in front of my eyeballs again, and I'm, and I'm not going to lose it. You know, as we've been talking about it, um, Something else that occurs to me is that it might be helpful for people to talk through the difference between holding on to this information in digital form versus physical form. How, how do you do that in your own in your own system? Do you have do you have a preference? Do you how how do you manage that? What's well, interesting? So um, you know, there's there's what I would call um, 
push and pull in my world, meaning uh, sometimes I get stuff, email or even rarely these days, but occasionally, you know, clippings or something in, in a physical form. So I do have I do have physical form read and review uh, for that kind of thing. Mostly these days that comes in the form of physically having one place to put, for example, books. So right. Currently, I have some books that I'm reading to write uh, some critical reviews um, for a literary journal that lives in one place that's read and review that's available to me as and when I have time to read. It's a long deadline. So I can just, you know, dip into that and mull over my thoughts and prepare that review over time by having that that in, in kind of one place. So that is that is. Strictly speaking, that is uh, actionable, but it's on such a long timeline that I just want to be able to uh, dip in and out as, as I go along. So that's that's one physical area that I have. Um, I do have a read and review for email. Um, you know, less and less uh, I'm collecting things into there these days just because I've gotten pretty ruthless about unsubscribing to, to newsletters and things like that and, and flipping things and shifting things into much more of a pull mode. So I have a read and review bookmark um, on my um, uh, browser uh, top bar. And in there, I have things like, um, I use Feedly as my RSS aggregator. So I have a lot of different RSS feeds aggregating by topic. And pretty much once a day, I'll, I'll dip into there. I'll check out the news. I'll check out the IT security feeds. Uh, I'll check out a few things related to different hobbies. Um, but I'll get lots of things in one place kind of aggregated up for me there. Um, and some just some really key um, social media touch points as well that I kind of feel like I need to. So I have curated lists on Twitter of very specific um, subgroups that I feel like I need to just dip in with. Um, and again, a subgroup uh, on, on Facebook. I don't, I don't look at the big master super duper timeline. It's just a, it's just a quick touch in with a few people. So that's my read and review. Um, bookmark folder mm. and that's more and more become you know how i choose to stay current with with what's going on in the old days i mean i'd say even several years ago i'd largely be receiving via email lots and lots of different newsletters and filing those in the read and review and then going back to that uh, on email and read rereading you know reading those emails um for information but more and more these days i'm flipping it to where i proactively have a little bit of a routine to, to manage what I choose to and want to read. What about you, Todd? What's, what's your, what's your kind of landscape look like? Oh, it's, there? It's, it's interesting. And I, and I, you know, love, love, love hearing the, uh, the, the suggestions and it's always interesting, you know, it's always interesting to compare notes with you and compare notes with other folks. I've done, how have you really implemented all this? You know, how does this work in your world? I have to say, I've, I've played with a lot of approaches over the years. Um, it sounds like a bit like you and, and my evolution and it's a, it's a bit of self-awareness and it's also evolution of my own thinking, but I've gotten to the point where I realize that, that, I prefer for anything that's more than a couple of pages, my preference is to deal with it in paper. Um, and so I have my, my primary read and review inventory is, is a, is a, is a folder, is a paper folder. Um, and what paper means for me is it's much easier, obviously, for me to annotate. It's much easier for me to kind of flip back and forth between pages and keep track of what I've looked at. And, and so that works better for me after I've read, you know, the thing, if there are any actions, those do end up in my system. If it's reference material, it'll end up in more long-term, you know, reference storage. 
or it'll just get recycled if, if there's you know no further further value for me of, of holding on to it so yeah so for me it's primarily a, a physical thing at the moment again I think you know for everybody out there I think what you've heard is that we both deal with these things differently the key is you know, let's go back to the core principle about a good organizational system. It has clean edges, right? And so whether it's physical or digital or whatever, as long as you can point to someplace in your system and say, here is where I find the things that are of this nature, then 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 you're good. Um, you know, as we're talking about it, something else that occurs to me, it's a, it's a story from a coaching that I did. This was several years ago now. Somebody who, uh, who works for a uh, a company that does uh, research into into financial institutions, basically stock research, and um, and he covered a huge amount of territory. He was he was basically his his uh, research focus was um, I'm going to get this slightly wrong, but I want to say it was all of South America and half of Africa something like that. I mean, he had a huge space that he needed to be sort of sort of on top of for his company. And a single, you know, and, and back to the point that you made, getting a handle on read and review was really a, a, a game changer for him. But what he chose to do, interestingly, was organize his read and review information by country. Okay. And so with that, you know, thinking about that in sort of broader GTD terms, we could say that, well, what he's doing there is organizing it by areas of focus, right? These are the various areas that I'm responsible for. So I guess I just mentioned that as a possibility and people might want to consider that if they have a lot of read and review information, it feels a bit overwhelming. Um, you know, as we said before, you can try the read for read for response versus, you know, read for information kind of approach if that's helpful. But another way to do it would be, yeah, let, let's break this down by the roles that I play, right? You know, here's the here's the read and review that has to do with this hobby of mine. Here's the read and review that has to do with my role as a, yeah, yeah you know, as a salesperson. Or here's the read and review that has to do with my role as a as a coach. So again, you don't want to. It's like anything in GTD. You don't want to overstructure things. You don't want to create categories for the sake of having categories. But it feels. But if it feels like that sort of um, distinction in your system would be helpful then 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 great i'd say go there i think that's a great idea i think i've just reflecting on i think i've also naturally fallen into uh structuring a little bit of what i'm doing by by exactly that by areas of focus and what's so nice about that is that you're acknowledging right that these areas of focus these areas that need ongoing maintenance and support that are part of your life um also require ongoing new input, you know, positive input, useful input. So again, for me in that pull model, you know, my RSS feeds looking down, I have IT security, general technology, you know, wellness, arts and culture, news, um, and then a couple of a couple of hobbies. And so this is, you know, these are things where I go, I want ongoing information coming to me about these topics. Why? Because these are topics that correlate to things in my life like staying healthy things in my job like keeping up with you know the latest you know zero day security exploits to make sure we're patched up um and stuff i enjoy like you know what's what's playing in london so um i think that's a that can be very very powerful um for for certain people because again it's it's making that link and making that acknowledgement that the reason this is a read and review category for me is that it's an area of focus is that it's something that I want to support ongoing. 
so that that was great. That was kind of a, a new new awareness for me. So thanks for that. Parting thoughts on read and review, kind of closing ideas yeah, about just, how to make this work. Yeah, I, I, just one other point that I wanted to make here. Um, we've been talking today a lot about reading. <clears throat> a lot of people have very similar lists for either listening or viewing, right? So I think you know, let's not get let's not get too focused on the printed page necessarily. Um, some people prefer to learn in different you know in different formats. Um, uh, you know, I got a, I got a new, uh, I got a new beard trimmer last week. How exciting is my life? And, um, and, uh, the, the user guide that came with it was in printed form and it was dire. It was terrible. It was really, really awful. And I found with about a, a 30 second, uh, you know, with a 30 second, uh, browse of, uh, browse of YouTube, a great little video on how to use this, how to use this, um, uh, this beard trimmer effectively. So, so, you know, if your preference is, uh, either generally or in a specific instance that you'd rather take in that information in visual form or in audio form, you know, you might want to have a, a, a list of podcasts, right. Or, or just, or just a, an inventory, you know, whatever your podcast, um, technology is, you could just have a, a list of podcasts that you want to listen to on your, your, your podcast app. So, um, yeah. So again, let's not get too focused on the printed page. The, the, the point is what are the various, um, types of information that you want to, um, read through, listen to view, and how would you best keep track of those? That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, that's a really good point to make and really important. I, I think just to make explicit, you know, I have a, a client in the music business who uh, his main read and review has nothing to do with reading and has to do with listening. And so he has a Spotify playlist called, you got to hear this. <laughs> and uh, he puts in anything and everything go, Oh, you got to hear this. Like if I would, if I would say to a friend, Hey, you got to hear this, I put it in there and then I listen back to it and I, and I get ideas for, uh, new songs that I'm going to write or artists that I want to sign or, or what have you. So yes, absolutely. And that's a case for digital, right? Um, for having some digital read and review or equivalent component is that you can put in any kind of, you know, different kind of mixed media um, in, in there. I think the key, you know, um, as, as I see it is to make it work, to make it work for your brain as always. Um, and again, one of the biggest keys to making it work for your brain is to kind of cast yourself forward in time and think about how am I going to want to consume this? How am I going to want to have this back? Where am I going to be? Am I going to be drinking my morning coffee and I want to click into uh, you know, a bookmark bar and see a few things? Um, you know, and am I going to be on the road and I want to be able to call something up on my phone that I can make good use of my commute time you know, standing on a train with? Where are you going to be? What are you going to be thinking about? What are you going to want to have available to you when you have reading time? You know, what's what's that going to look like for you? And just doing a little bit of that thinking about what the end state is pretty quickly, I think, can help help most people figure out how then to structure it most appropriately. You know, what it what's it called? Is it called? You got to hear this because that's exciting and that kind of sparks a sense of fun and enthusiasm for music. Um, you know, is it just called? You know, um, on the train? Is it called? you know, keeping up with the times um, and, and where does it go? So what is it called? Where does it go? How does it work for you really is a very personal matter, but I think it's very uh, important. And again, a bit of an, an unsung hero and, a, and a, a best kept secret of GTD that when you do implement uh, this particularly read for information type of approach, um, it can be a real breath of fresh air in your system. 
So what do you think? What are your kind of tips for making making this work? Yeah, I, I, I've been nodding a lot as you've been as you've been summarizing there. I think, um, you know, having this kind of inventory or these kinds of inventories in your system is just another form of being kind to your future self. Um, but but also, you know, I think the other thing to mention is uh, this is certainly my case that my when it comes to read and review, quite often my eyes are a bit bigger than my stomach, and so I'll I'll gather an inventory of things which. On further reflection, it turns out some of those things, yeah, well, at the time, I really thought that I had a commitment to read those. But but you know what? Looking at it now with fresh eyes, it feels a lot less important. So don't, so don't be a slave to your past self. Be kind to your future self, but don't be a slave to your past self. And, uh, you know, and be, be willing to go through your, you know, your read and review inventory, whatever that looks like, and do some pruning, right? Get rid of the stuff that you just say, hey, you know, at the time, it looked like a good idea uh, as I look at it now. Nah, not so much. Great, great tip for sure. So if any of that spoke to you and seems useful, go establish a read and review of some kind that's going to work for you. Um, and, um, you know, review it as often as, as you want or need to and keep it fresh, and keep it current, see how it goes for you. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you um, find this or any of the podcasts useful, if you have thoughts or ideas about future podcasts, um, do get in touch, info at next-action.eu. Info at next-action.eu is a great way to reach us. Um, that does that does come come to us. We'll, we'll get the information directly about what you what you think, what you like. Um, meanwhile, add us, add the podcast to whatever read and review mechanism you're you're using as well, so that you can uh, get us on the train, plane, or automobile of choice. Um, and so, until next time. Uh, Go read, review, do GTD, uh, enjoy, and we'll see you again real soon. Bye for now.